Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast from The Overtake where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Rick. I'm Abby. I did the full thing then. You I did. think every, nearly every week I've forgotten one element. You nailed it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so. went the other way around though and I could tell both Rick and I were really taken It was uneasy, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever noticed that there's an order, but my, my eyeline is naturally Just more towards Abigail. Yeah, so. but you looked yeah. at me as you said it and I had to, me and Abby glanced on another and I was like, I'll, I'll jump in, I've it's got this. Just, oh, that's good. Clockwise. So professional. Yeah, I was like, step yeah. back, I got yeah. this shit. Great. Uh, do we have any corrections or anything from last week? Any? No. No. Hang on, what did we say about Ethan? We didn't oh, say anything. I listened to it again today and I was like, phew. We left we, him I out. think we, yeah, so we just don't say anything else about him from now on. Yeah. Good um, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I actually normally will have a correction because I've said something bad and I, and I listened to it and I don't think I did. No. And we haven't had any emails, so that's good. You didn't say that so thing after we finished about your brother lying about. Not watching Smallville. No, I didn't. <laughs> he, oh was, he was God, like, no. Small, Smallville for life, son. He did not say that. It was an obscene thing for a man from Guysley <laughs> to say. I guess so. that's a um, correction for next week, then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I have a. I think I've got a correction. Well, not a, a correction from last week, but I, I haven't listened back to it yet, but we were quite serious and grumpy last week, I think. Yes. Like, not our normal selves. Like, I don't know what happened, but... Yes. I've just had one of them days. I feel like today's the most serious and grumpy I've ever been. So, oh, oh really? Well, God. you have come Let's across see. like <laughs> to yeah. be fair. I've I've asked you if you're alright. You said you were. So, <laughs> done my bit. I don't even <laughs> remember that, but I guess my response just came out. You were like, you remember? You yeah, this much, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I said, "Are you alright?" You went, "Yeah." I wasn't actually and that bad this morning. I was mm. just tired, but then somewhere around midday. I just decided to be in a bad mood. <laughs> and now Excellent. I am. And so. I okay, so let's just make sure we do our stories right. Yes. Um, I don't have a title for my story this week. I'm not thought of one. Well, really let me down. I know, that was actually, that was basically what I was bringing to the plate. I actually did a, did a Rick and thought of a proper title. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, mm. go on. Um, Osborne Reef, a.k.a. Stupid American Ecological Disaster. That's, yeah, that's pretty really solid. Like that, yeah. I yeah. thought Osborne Reef was the dude, and you were just calling him a stupid American. <laughs> I yeah, like, I thought we have like, so oh many God, American listeners. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I, I mean, I could. You could. They're in America, so what yeah. are they going to do? Come over here and just stop listening. Just, probably yeah, stop listening. Or I think I'm going to call mine um, Chateau Martel, the stupid French <laughs> economic disaster. <laughs> oh, oh, both so Ooh, your good. Your sounds really good. I know, but. I, I, did you see what I did? Was yeah, I just copied your mine. title? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Abigail, who... Right, mine... Oh, shall I do the tone of mine? Yeah. Mine's longer. Oh, yeah, mine's shorter. Mine is um, that kind of serious lighthearted that I talked about before. <laughs> 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 Let's have Robin's first. <laughs> no deaths. Although, yeah. maybe mine will be a nice dessert to the... To the main I feel like if Rick's. Rick goes first, I'm just going to be wanting to get to yours the entire <laughs> right, time because okay. his is so long. All right. Okay. Um, so, they were, right. Think back to the 1970s or think back to yep. TV programs <laughs> I was there. Yeah. <laughs> that feature the 1970s. Um, so, I guess a time of like uh, merriment. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms, yeah. Um, 
And uh, so there was this big kind of natural. What are you laughing at? I'm just imagining just people walking around being happy wearing bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Fleetwood Max rumors on heavy rotation. Yeah, like, only yeah. two things happened in the 1970s. <laughs> people were more or less happy yeah. and they had um, large ended trousers. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all that happened, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm led to believe. Um, so there was this big, beautiful natural reef off the coast of Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Mm-hmm um and it you know like had all the usual shit fish and all the normal, <laughs> just to paint all I'm that shit you usually find in a yeah. reef yeah. yeah this is why i normally write news because you're just like here are the facts and no need for any color but it was shit you would find mm-hmm. in a reef in the 70s like animals and beautiful plants yeah, not like shit exactly. you'd find in a reef now like yes. skeletons and yes empty plastic bottles yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. Like Australians, turtles with a straw up the nose or whatever. Oh, oh that them? turtle with a little oh. squid up its oh, nose. I don't want oh, squid! It, no, stop it! Oh no, I think you're thinking of the one with a eel up its Ooh, nose. Oh yeah, gross! Oh no, that's a seal with an eel up its uh, nose. That, that one doesn't that? seem like our fault. No, that's not our fault. <laughs> okay, but there's the turtle with the straw up its nose and a turtle with a spoon up its nose. The spoon no, one's really bad. Don't. It's well, really upsetting. They get me. saved. The, those specific turtles, those two turtles, got saved by the people. And, they and can how breathe, many? They can breathe out their anus as well, so it doesn't actually <laughs> that stop their breathing. Sounds like it might need fact <clears throat> checking. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail, I will allow that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they they were like, oh yeah, we got this beautiful natural reef, um, but we let's see if we can extend it and make it like a, a fishing hotspot for the people of the 1970s mm-hmm. they can take their expensive boats out in fort lauderdale like fish for some nice fish and crabs and whatever you get yeah, in, yeah. in the reefs so oh, seafood shit yeah, yeah exactly so um they they were like oh how can we extend it and also simultaneously we've got uh, two million tires that we are just kind of kicking around that we need to get rid of <laughs> we were gonna burn them but it was the 70s. I know this is yeah, it's the seventies. So they're like, I know. Why don't we dump them all in the sea and make uh, like extend the reef? Um, so some of the things had been done elsewhere. So it wasn't like a, a like an original suggestion. Um, and I think you you might have seen. Have you seen those things where it's like it used to be a subway car and it's now in the in in the sea in there's the a sea. reef um yeah there's like a bu- used to be a bus and now it's in the sea like an old boat yeah, yeah. exactly so like they they d- scientists for quite a while have been dumping shit in the sea for to good, see what re- <laughs> <laughs> for good ecological reasons um so uh there's a guy called gregory mcintosh who was an employee of the company that like le- led the project no, no. it was called barrink all yeah. right um so uh yeah so and he said at, at the time or shortly after the the creation of the artificial reef he said um quote tires which were an aesthetic pol- pollutant ashore could be recycled so to speak to build a fishing reef at sea end quote nice idea nice idea i like that even he said recycled so to speak speak. as always not actually (laughs) what he actually meant was dumped in the sea um so the actual process was like um they they thought it was kind of like a fun thing and you can see the pictures online um they they let ordinary people like who have who have got their own like privately owned not boats. scientists were allowed to throw tires yeah, use tires into the ocean do it. I know. it's so irresponsible Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me so. sir i went to four years studying at the greatest <laughs> universities to know how to throw a tire, <laughs> into, throw the a tire into the sea <laughs> yeah um so more than 100 privately owned boats volunteered mm-hmm. um and also they were accompanied by the uss thrush which I think says a lot about this project, mm. quite frankly. The US. Uh, <laughs> um, and they, they dumped thousands of tire bundles, um, like just like onto the reef and mm-hmm. like in the area of the reef. So in the end, they deposited over 2 million tires and they were all bound with steel clips. Um, and it was over 36 acres, which is 150,000 meters squared of the ocean floor. It was approximately 7,000 feet, which is 2,100 meters offshore, so like two kilometers offshore, 
um, at a depth of 65 feet or 20 meters. So it was like, actually, to be fair, quite close to the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, yeah, there was like, yeah, 36 acres worth of tires. That's a lot of shit. Can you guess what happened? Uh, a sh- no. No. Well, it went wrong, Rick. That's what oh, happened. Shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, no marine life latched onto the tires, uh, which was like quite the opposite of what the purpose of the tires. Just tire fussy, was. aren't they? They've been brand new tires. They've been straight on it. Just yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Not even crabs. No. no. Well, like virtually no marine life. So I think some of some little corals. Yeah. Attached on in some places, but one of the problems was they weren't heavy enough. So like the bundles, because there were bundles of like a few tires like tied together, um, with this like with these steel clips. Um, so they moved around because actually the the, the current of the sea is quite strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of um, marine life didn't like <laughs> being attached to something that moved around all the time, weirdly. Would you have guessed? Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so there was that which was bad enough. So it just was like a wasteland. Um, and then as an additional thing, the steel corroded, which is, I think does not take a genius to work out if you put Are you telling me they weren't using Sheffield's crucible stainless steel they weren't no, no. utter fools that's just ridiculous so yeah so all just like the steel all corroded uh, if, essentially what they were left with was mm. two million loose lightweight ty- tyres just in the sea just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the literally ocean. just bumping around <laughs> in the sea um, so any marine life that had latched on at that point before they corroded you know like all came off because they were bouncing around in the sea. <laughs> um, not only that, so that is like that's bad enough that they've dumped two million tires in the sea, making a mess. Mm. But um, they actually in a, in storms, they hurtle around inside the sea and they smash into stuff, including the natural reefs that are there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not only do they did they dump a load of shit in the sea, but it actually actively destroys Just the, the small worse. amount of people. Also, somehow they're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got... Uh, oh, yeah, so, like, for, for example, uh, in 1995, Hurricane Opal uh, spread over a 1,000 tires um, onto the Florida panhandle. So they're, they're spreading everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1998, <laughs> Hurricane Bonnie deposited thousands of tires in onto North Carolina beaches. So they're just going everywhere oh under the God. sea. Um, so one of the guys, one of the guys from the company that started the whole thing, said, "Britvic was it called? It wasn't Britvic. Ba- Barrink. Barrink. Don't yeah. sue us, Britvic. Send us some free." Pepsi or whatever you make. What do they do? Yeah, they are part Pepsi, of Pepsi now, aren't they? I think. Oh, what are they called? OJ? There's like orange drinks. I don't know. Fuck mm. it, let's continue. No. Everything's owned by <laughs> Pepsi now. Um, so this guy, Ray McAllister, was like, uh, quote, the, the really good idea was to provide a habitat for many marine critters so we could double or triple marine life in the area. It just didn't work that way. I look back now and see it was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Said that like it was his sole motivation. You just wanted to get rid of some tires. Tires, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, So there's a a guy as well who describes what it's like down there. Jason Jack, Jackov and co. Definitely didn't say that right. Mm -hmm. He's an army diver um, who said, you get down about 20, oh, quote, you get down about 20 feet and it starts to come into sight. It's actually really, it's like the moon or something. It's weird. It doesn't look like anything you could imagine. It's just tires for as far as you can see down there. <laughs> End quote. Wait. Just, his name's Jason Jackoff and Co. Are you sure he's not like a masturbation company? Maybe. Jackoff and Co. It, it might be like what? Jack Oven Co. Jack what Oven is Co. a masturbation yeah. company? Yeah. <laughs> like a, a flashlight. I feel like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I might be a masturbation in the soul Just trader. Just a sex toy company then. Yeah. Um, Sperm bank. An adult <laughs> toy company. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can masturbate too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you are allowed. I have decided, <laughs> women. They provide <laughs> flashlights for the guys in sperm banks. That's true. That I guess just porn site just is a masturbation company. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. There we go. We've um, nailed that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, eventually, after noticing the ecological disaster, they were like, mm, "Let's get rid of these tires." Um, so the first person who started, what? you know, what eats tires. 
bigger tires. Yes. <laughs> Monsters took tires. <laughs> um, so the first thing they were like, um, this this person called Dr. Robin Sherman, who's, that's like my name, mm. um, was uh, able to coordinate the removal of only 1,600 tires from the reef. Um, so she, start, she started, she raised the funds. Um, it cost $17 a tire, and this was back in 2001, I think. So which is the equivalent of about $25 now. So $25 a tire, and there's 2 million of them. You can oh, you do million. the maths. It's 50 million. Is it 50? Yes, it's <laughs> yeah, really easy maths. <laughs> you know, what's um, funny, though, is that a billionaire still could literally just clean that up in a day. Just do like yeah. it And they fun. just don't. Yeah. yeah, yes, that's true. Tesla could do it in five, not Tesla, Musk. Yeah. Elon Tesla. Elon Tesla. He could do that and fire them all into space and they'd be gone forever. Yeah. yeah. For like a, in like a day. Yeah. Yeah. And he exactly. doesn't. He could do it in his prick. little submarine thing that he, he said definitely could have rescued those kids. I bet you. Yeah, it could finally have a use. I bet yeah. you if some scientists cleaned the ocean before he did, he'd call them a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they did it. They're just some kind of ocean pedo. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, they, they, so that kind of worked, but obviously it was a ridiculous expensive, ridiculously expensive. They also tried like trawling the seabed, mm-hmm. but it's, you can't really do that because A, it creates an enormous amount of damage. And actually B, there are a few tires that have got corals on them. So you can't, you're not actually allowed it. now to just like, like scoop up all the corals out of the sea. So Maybe if we leave them, they'll just, they'll just destroy the entire reef and we'll have done with it why doesn't someone just go down and clip them all together so they'd be too heavy to move <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, there is a, there was a guy i watched a video actually about this guy who um had this plan to make a giant net over the whole thing mm-hmm. and then so they interviewed this guy and he was like right i'm gonna do all these nets to contain it um and the other people were like all the scientists were like oh well you just got you don't want to make it worse like you don't want to create a situation that's even worse so it yeah. all needs that all needs testing and studying which can take like five years nice. um and also the other the other element is now they're all so spread out that like it's, it's not even so. yeah, yeah like there's there's obviously like the main patch where they all still are and then there's just like loads of them that are spread out so it's actually not even you know like if you're going <laughs> to clip them together you might as well take them out of the sea i guess but yeah that is it that's a good idea yeah I'll tell them. Well, sol- we'll solve it. Yeah. Solved it, yeah. Um, one really good thing that they did do was they had the army come in and do training, like, things. Um, and they were, like, um, real-world training in wartime salvage ops. So oh, okay. it was as if they were, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was as if they were rescuing things. Well, they did. They would the get them on the deck of the destroyers. They'd be in the pajamas, and they'd say, jump in swim to the yes. bottom grab a tire and come back <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. how the navy train yeah, i believe yeah um yeah so do you know what that's a reference to abby i'm gonna be honest with you i totally zoned out <laughs> <laughs> what did you say <laughs> did you ever do a swimming lifesaver badge or like i think you have, did you have to do it for your, like your bronze you well basically now. you go oh, to the swimming pool know. as a child in your pajamas and they make you jump in and swim to the bottom to grab a brick do they do it in Italy? They didn't make me do that in my pajamas. <laughs> Dad is <Yeah>. really laughing. <laughs> yeah. In your pajamas. Yeah. yeah. Just in case, just in case you live by the sea and need to, and you, and need you to escape. You, in case you, in case your town suddenly floods and you need to escape at night time, <laughs> you're a child. Yeah. I uh, I didn't like properly learn how to swim until I was about eleven. Like it seems it seems kind of insane that your parents should have to organise teaching you to swim. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's some things that, like, we, when Ethan was on about that, he couldn't ride a bike. Was it Ethan who said he couldn't oh, ride a yeah, bike? Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that yeah. either. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, fine if your parents don't teach you to ride a bike. It's not important. Like, it would, it's useful, but but most people never use it. Yeah. But swimming is, like, a life-saving I mean, they skill. do teach you in schools, but the thing is you're expected to already have a certain level yeah. of skill, and actually they're really horrible to the kids that don't. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, yeah. I remember thinking, oh, that's embarrassing for those kids. I literally anyway. almost, yeah. <laughs> I, the school I went to, I was... They just because I was from a poorer family just assumed that I was would be in the lower class, so I had to like <gasps> swim in like the infant the the, the shit pool. Um, and then one day I used to go swimming like every single week with my friends. Mm. One day in class, as he was going to the big pool, was like, "Sir, do you know that Richard can swim?" And he was like, "I don't believe you." And I was like, "Yeah, I can." <laughs> and like sw- swam two widths underwater. 
and then he was like, oh, yeah, you should probably be in the other class. I'm like, yeah, damn right, I should. <laughs> I mean, all, all these oh eight-year-olds who are drowning in, like, two <laughs> feet of water. Oh, but I didn't yeah. learn to ride a bike until quite late. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jada doesn't know how to ride a bike. Oh. Shit. Well, oh. if you ride a bike and you run, it's probably going to be, like, safe. Yeah, I mean... Can you ride a scooter? Yeah. No. Mm. I mean, it's basically the they same do have scooters in Milan, though. I've right? heard. I've yes. seen the films. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can ride a bike. Well, I technically can ride a bike, but then I, I bought a bike recently, and I realised that I can ride a bike as long as I don't have to like turn any corners or take my hand off the steering wheel. Wait, not steering wheel. What's going on? <laughs> no bars, yeah. Which is actually crucial to riding a bike. Yes, I'm really um, scared to ride a bike these days because I don't have any balance no. anymore. Like, mm. I'm just, it terrifies me. I've noticed that walking around with you sometimes. I'm like, whoa, where's she going? Yeah. Oh, she's just, just <laughs> she's just leaning over here for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't talk because I, I, I do have good balance, but I trip over things really easily. Uh, Abigail can attest to that because she's laughed at me multiple times. Yeah, sorry. Um, People falling over things is just, like, it's always funny to me. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, you Like, unless it you die, funny. I'm going to laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you ever do that thing where you, you want to laugh, but you just want to check they're all right first. And then once you know that they're, they're laugh fine, first, you can check laugh. Later. Usually oh, I'm laugh laugh laughing check as yeah. I check they're all right. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Because I cheers people up because you're like, hey, you're all right, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you ever do the thing where somebody falls on the street and you don't know them and you kind of like, you're all right? And they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you go, you're all right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's uh, and then and then you just walk off as if you never saw anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think the polite thing to do is just pretend you didn't see it to yeah. begin with. I mean, I think if they if they look perfectly fine, I would I would yeah. pretend I didn't see it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, if they've got like a broken ankle, don't pretend you can't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, there's like a screamer for help, and you're like la la la. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So the army did these um special ops training ops. Um, and, re- and like re- rescued some of the tires whatever like reclaimed some of the tires um, and Obama like did a speech where he praised them um, and said that it was really good that they were helping the environment you guys have gone and got our tires back <laughs> that's how you do Obama you yeah. just leave just leave long pauses massive gaps where the normally be one <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but actually the army only did that for a couple of years they stopped in 2009, um, and so as of now, they've recovered 73,000 tires. So basically, like what 1.9 million to go, essentially, if you run it up. Uh, yeah. there in the ocean. So, and that, as far as I'm aware, is the full story, as of now, of the. Osborne Reef, a.k.a. Stupid American Ecological Disaster. You could have built so many tire swings instead. I know. That was stupid. Two million. Yeah. 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 Think about how many carnivals could have had, like, the trimming around the edge of the bumper cars. That's... Oh, yeah. Where do they come from? Yeah. Bad times. That was a good story, although our planet is fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought, you know, we haven't really done one like that before, so I thought we'd do more stories. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything that's why shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online in person and everywhere else sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling it's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want so when you're ready to bring your idea to life power it up with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen Uh, I can't even remember what I called my story. Something about Something some, similar Fren- to some Frenchies. Uh, I apologize to any French listeners, as I'm probably going to butcher quite a lot of French names here. Right. So, cast your back your mind back to 2001. I can remember that when that bloke, Robin Sherman, woman actually, the lassie, yeah. the, the the lady bloke, <laughs> the 
Lassie. Rob, Lassie. Was that Lassie? Not an okay. that Lassie. Robin yeah. Charlemagne. Not, is Lassie not alright? Is that like a... Yeah, yeah but Lady Bloke is in. Oh, Lady Bloke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, that's me. I probably have a Lady Bloke. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, she's yeah. sorting out that. She's fixing problems. She is. Meanwhile, in, in France, mm. there is a family called the Verdrines. Verdrines, mm. I will change... Oh, I say that throughout this podcast. Just a note, we don't do, do pronunciation, so yes, we're just going to fuck this up and the you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, and they are uh, like a French noble house, like from ant- antiquity, like the grandfather, grandfather's grandfather's had money and they're still rich because of it. Okay. Uh, and they live in Chateau Martel in Bordeaux Sounds in lovely. the That was all France. correct, which yes. was... Mm, it was like impressive. ah Bordeaux like the wine, <laughs> <laughs> Martel like the ma- martini, Martel's a spirit as well. Is it? Uh, and then Chateau like, like just the, a word everyone like knows. Gatto, <laughs> yeah. but made of yes. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so there are there's tons of the um, Verdines, um, but there are four that I'm just going to tell you about very quickly. There's the grandmother and matriarch of the family. Guilme, Guilme. <laughs> I can see you. It is spelled G U I double L E M E double T E. Dad, do you speak French? Yeah. yeah. Give her. Do you want to give her the paper and she can have a go? Oh, I check the oral. The the the. Oh, Gu- yeah. Guillemette. Don't worry. Wilma. Don't worry. Guillemette is not in the story all that much. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, And then the she has two sons, uh, Philippe. He was 63 and uh, executive for Shell, the oil tycoons. Ah. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> Charles Henry, who is 63, uh, gynecologist and local politician. He is married to wow. a, a woman called Christine. She's important to the story. Okay, and then the, um, Charles Henry and Christine have a daughter called Ghislaine, who is 55 and runs a secretarial school, Paris's top secretarial school called Le Femme. Secretaire. So there's already oh. too many people. For yeah, you to keep don't track worry. Of. These characters come and go. I just remember the notes. I'm like, I oh. need to remember who they are. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, Ghislaine, who is our main character to begin with, um, is married to a man called Jean Merchand. Why not? Um, uh, yeah, she runs this really fancy secretary school, and then she starts to get pally with uh, an, uh, our antagonist Thierry Tilly. Tilly. I'm going to say it like this: Tiller. Um, um, and he's brought on as like a general administrator for the secretarial school he's just putting in like a new computer system doing a lot of their admin getting like a POS not POS but he's he's sorting registers out and shit Um, he's like at first John Marchand is a bit like suspicious because she's talking about him a lot and he's like "Uh, who is this uh, man you are talking about and she says something back in a similar accent Um, but he's alright he's got a wife a kid she has a wife from a previous marriage. It all seems above board. It is fine. Wait, did you just say she has a wife from a previous Sorry, marriage? Sorry, he has... Uh, <laughs> his wife has... A, he has a daughter from his wife's previous marriage, is okay. what I meant to say, but I did say she has a wife <laughs> from a previous marriage. Yeah, Thierry Tilly is a bloke. Yes. Um, anyway, um, eventually um, Tilly starts hanging out with them at the Chateau Martel. Uh, because they're like French aristocracy mm-hmm. it's like kind of like a big deal because they have like these huge parties and huge banquets and uh, even though they're still like quite aristocratic and quite involved with one another they do like it's very much like french high society and this bloke comes in um and they're all a bit cagey about him because they're not fans of these outsiders particularly just this guy who's like 35 and started working at this school um but Ghislaine um is considered to have the best common sense of the family and be the best judge of people mm. so quickly he becomes a part of the furniture and people like him uh, he doesn't talk about his life much um and when he asked about like what is his past experience he doesn't say anything other than to say that he used to work in espionage so he can't really talk all that much oh, about God his career say, that is a brilliant yeah. way to just that's, get out of revealing anything that to about me yourself. would be a red flag yeah. Yeah. if an intern came in here and we were like oh yeah so what are you studying and he'd be like to be fair oh. wildly different yeah. scenarios <laughs> yeah. i can only relate things directly so, to work people are suspicious of him but um as a charming and he gets to know people he knows lots of people in lots of different industries, mm. um, which to the the uh, Verdrines is kind of par for the course and what they expect from people because yeah. they're upper class. So the fact that he knows 
all these contacts that they don't know is fine and kind of like solidifies like oh maybe he did work in espionage maybe he can't talk about his life and that's fine and he also asks two of the brothers if they want to in, um like invest in the, this project he's got um and he promises 10 percent return on their investment every month oh is he a bullshit i mean it's oh. like it pays off Oh. They get ten percent back. So yeah, well, they start off like that, don't they? They're like, oh yeah, now give us it's the all rest of your and money. Ours, but soon it's screaming and fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, Philippe and Charles Henri are like, yeah, no, fair enough, man. Um, that's all right. Um, and he's like, oh, I work for this 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 company called the Blue Light Foundation. And they're like, okay, and they can't really fight. It's a humanitarian aid project. They can't find out much about it. But what they do know is, whenever he gets a phone call from a man called um, Jacques Gonzalez. Or Jacques Gonzalez, um, that he becomes very secretive uh, and always screens his phone calls. And he calls uh, Gonzalez um, the president. I had that written down in French, and I just think it's like on president. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. But <laughs> let's just say it's translated. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he's working at the school. He starts getting in, the family starts to like him. Now, this is something I didn't know about Parisian real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of it is owned by the Masons. What? The <laughs> what? what? The, the, the gentleman's group. Of, oh, I know who they yeah. are. Yeah, the Masons. The Masons. Oh, I thought you just meant like a family. No, 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 not know. like Philip Mason. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, no, the the, no, the secretive organization. Yeah, uh, and they're particularly interested in real estate in southern western France, which I think I believe is where okay. Bordeaux is. Mm. Um, and he let slip till he let slip that the interest in buying the building that the secretarial school is sat at. Mm-hmm. Very interested to the point where they might start harassing the family. So they're kind of they're interested in this because they might know Masons and there's reason to believe it. Uh, but for the large part, they ignore it. Apart from Ghislaine, who is his employer, um, she starts to uh, become quite paranoid that this is happening. Um, and she starts to see Mason Masons active wherever she mm. looks. Um, so at her daughter's wedding... They have a wedding, and then she's like, I've got to go back from Bordeaux, back to Paris, to open the school for the start of the season. Her husband's like, of course, like, bon, oui, whatever they say. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Um, and she goes, but then she comes back. She comes back to the like little summer house, um, and she comes back, and in Jean Mouchon's, her husband, mm-hmm. into his face doth she throw a pair of gloves and some dead flowers, and she what? says to him that um, these are a sign that you're working with them. The dead flowers outside of our apartment in Paris is a sign to this organization. Uh-oh. You're working against us. Um, and they split up. Not only do they split up, she gets her two brothers, Charles Henri and Philippe, to kick him out of the house. Um, and he travels back to Paris. Uh, like he, They put him on a train and he travels back to Paris. Um, a couple of weeks later, he wants to go back to the house that he was kicked out of to find his shit, basically, you know, mm. pick up. Um, and while he's there, he looks through her emails, which is not cool in any other situation no. with this, where he finds... Also, like, what, what are you trying to... What are you trying to prove? Yeah. Um, but he finds an email that reads like this. Throw the flowers and give... Sorry. Throw the flowers and glove at him. Tell him these are signs of his evil network. <gasps> give him half an hour to pack. Jesus, fuck. This is taking a turn. Oh, this is the only, the first twist. Oh. Actually, well, kind of. So, anyway. Can I just say, it was only when you said emails that I realised this This is set, like, recently. 2001, yeah. yeah this like is in when that night. Um, so, Gisling becomes more and more paranoid. Um, staff at the school, the administrative staff, start to notice um, that she's obsessed with the ideas of the Masons monitoring her and money just starts disappearing from the, the, the school's, like, bank account. Um, what did I say? Oh, yeah. She becomes more obsessed with the Masons, and she puts Tilly, um, Thierry Tilly, in charge of um, school security. Now, what's worth pointing out is at this point, he is now the highest-paid member of staff at the school and her personal confidant, which is French for confident. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she puts him in charge of security. And it's like he hires all these goons to like patrol the halls oh, all the time. And then there's one instance where he locked the school down, so all the rooms were all locked with staff in them. Well, yeah. Um, when a man came to visit, that man 
was Jacques Gonzalez, the oh. president. Uh, now, no one got a glimpse of him save for one teacher who could only say that he looked like a short man in a hat. Oh. That's it. That's all we know about Jean Gonzalez so far. Uh, eventually, a staff stopped being paid at the school and the school closes down and Ghislaine, bizarrely, with her brother Philippe and his partner, not his wife, uh, start living in the school that's got no heating or water. I mean, I guess these families, they don't actually have money often. They just have a lot of assets. Yes. And he, they're probably just like, oh, shit. Yeah, there's lots of all this kind of going on. Uh, anyway, Philippe's mm. wife, not his partner, who's living in this abandoned um, like school, um, they move out at Christmas because it gets t- too cold to live in there. There's no running water. There's mm. no heat or anything. Um, Philippe's wife... Um, it's getting a divorce with Philippe. He's, mm. And she becomes very suspicious of Thierry, on, uh, Thierry not on me, <laughs> the footballer. The footballer, she just doesn't like the yeah. look of it. Thierry, Thierry Tilly. Uh, and because they're beginning a divorce, it forces a financial investigation into the Virgin, the Virgins and Tilly. <laughs> the Virgins. Um, so, yeah, this no, family... I've only had one drink and... The, virgins or... Well, just, just that you said virgins. Virgins, actually. <laughs> made me laugh. I, I had wrote virgins here, which is why I said it wrong. The, the you an investigation into their virgins. virgins. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have to, like, the French authorities have to start investigating because they're getting a divorce and they need to start splitting up assets, all that kind of shit. And they're investigating the virgins and... Uh, Tilly, who've started to become more and more financially merged, like mm. there are now companies with their shared names on, um, you know, like on the register. Yeah. Um, and Tilly forces them as many as he can to move back to the Chateau Martel, and they become known as um, oh fuck, I didn't write this down. The the recluses of Montfruglia or something like that. Oh. It's the region. It's like the town that they're in, but they become known as like eccentric billionaire recluses who all live in the chateau. Um, he bans clocks and calendars from being in the building. What? Um, and they tell themselves it's a way an attempt to stop time to stop this change that's coming. Um, the family the family starts like sell their assets, leave their jobs. Like um, Philippe and Charles Henri both just leave their jobs. Charles Henry's a gynecologist and just leaves the practice one day. Um, some of them, some of the children of the family, like, leave their partners. Um, Christine's newly married daughter just leaves her husband, who she just married, and sells a house, and all this money is going to te- um, to Tilly. They're just giving him all this money. Um, so Tilly starts telling them that this conspiracy against them is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and that the family is a part of Le Equibly... Sorry... Equilibre du monde, hmm. which means the equilibrium of the world, um, which is an offshoot of the Knights Templar, which are, which are kept secret um, and need to organize when the world is in peril. They of need course. to be ready to act. Of course. Yeah, I'm in that too. Yeah. Um, at this point, um, they'd stop paying their taxes entirely, so the French government started <laughs> seizing at the assets. Oh, no. Um, <sighs> at this point, Tilly's like, right. I have fucked the France game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to move them to Oxford, England. Oof. Oh, um, yes. Lovely. So very slowly but surely, he moves them over through a series of like landlords. Some of them, he, he, he manages to screw over in ways that people end up living in houses for 18 months without having to pay any kind of rent because of the wow. way he catches them up in all these legal games. Um, he's very clever at working this system, but eventually he gets all, all of them across to england all this this french aristocracy and they all took on like average jobs and like i mean distinctly average jobs so like working in pret or whatever (laughs) um pret would have been an upgrade one works in ice cream parlor one became a waiter at nando's one was a cleaner in burger king cleaner in burger king that's the worst christine i think this was a reference to christine because she comes back she's important worked in a shop kitchen uh, in two of them, including the guy who was the gynecologist, like a trained, mm. intelligent man. Had um, his own practice. Uh, he, no, he sat. He, he worked for the Oxford Garden Company, which is just landscapers, and he had like the lowest possible job, which was just digging oh. the ground. Um, not that there's anything wrong with those jobs; they're all no. noble pursuits. But it uh, is like if you're a trained gynecologist. I mean, yeah, particularly for the one who's trained to be a doctor. The rest yeah. of them is like they what literally go from being for, like 
Vagine. A vagine. Inspector. The Vadrine. Yeah. <laughs> You're a vagine. My name is Vadrine. I'll be inspecting your vagine. <laughs> um, and so one of the landlords, whose name I can't remember, an, an Irish guy, and he, he lighted out them a few homes, mm-hmm. said that one of the uh, references he saw proving the, the monies mm-hmm. was under the name Jacques Gonzalez, oh. the mysterious president. Mm. Um, so at this point, it goes crazy. Uh, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> this is where it goes crazy. So Tilly starts to mentally abuse and torture members of the family, in particular Shit. Christine, um, oh, who is no. the daughter of Christine. the woman who employed him originally. Uh, and he says that she's the one, uh, like the one, capital T, capital O, like a chosen one, um, and that she knows the codes to a bank account that she'd been told in her youth that have the treasure um, that the equilibrium of the world are looking for and within that treasure will solve the problems. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, So she's routinely like drugged and questioned at length and locked in rooms for days. Um, This has not been legally proved yet or come up in a court of law, but the likelihood is that members of her family were joining in as well and torturing Mm. her. Um, But they've not been talking about that because of what happens yeah so that's um, just alleged yes stage. Uh, meanwhile her son Guilherme, um so he's a new character Guilherme mm. has just entered yeah um, like William yes I'm looking at Jada like Guilherme <laughs> 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 um, probably <laughs> oh dear <laughs> so no it's alright no that's not how you say that is it it's G-U-I-L-L-A-M-M-E Guilherme Guilherme um, he is getting more and more into Tilly. He likes Tilly. Okay. In fact, he becomes Tilly's assistant. Is the only one of them that's allowed to have a non-menial job. Like he works in an office with like quite a good pay. Um, but yeah, he's getting into Tilly, and he's getting into. He's liking this Jock Gonzalez guy. He likes the sound of the president, mm. uh, and he's getting into the mysterious Blue Light Foundation. Um, and he's kind of like almost looking to replace Tilly as this man in charge of being this connection to the shadowy underworld. Uh, Who is Guillaume? This is Guillaume, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he arranges for the sale of the the chateau. That's it, the chateau is gone. They have Shit. lost their ancestral home. Um, oh my God, whoa, what were they thinking? So this is like kind of a weird thing that happened while that was going on. Uh, Guillaume at one point applies to do a driving test in Britain <laughs> under the name Jacques Gonzalez. Uh, and he shows up to the test in full prosthetics costing nearly a grand and a half that's applied by a a makeup artist um like he's in full the article i read and which i'm going to reference because it's very very good um said it's like a mission impossible style fake face fake face jesus Um, yeah anyway the the proud noble workers at the dvla are like he looks weird as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and they get the police to investigate. Because he can tell, like, up close. Oh, yeah, you can tell yeah. that that's not a real man's face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they report him to the police, and he just says, oh, my little mistake has been caught. Mm. Um, and they're like, why? What are you doing? He's like, oh, I was doing this for Jacques because he's out the country. And they're like, why? what's going on? Anyway, doesn't really get punished. I think he pays a fee. Like, oh. he just gets let off by the bobbies. I always think me and my sister look very similar she passed a driving test first time i failed five <laughs> I, I reckon i could send her with my driving license to do my to test and i reckon i pass. i think maybe i'll do it i think you would be a danger to the road yeah. <laughs> well, you... honestly i'm a very good driver i just can't concentrate for 40 minutes and that's the problem so, as long as you're only driving yeah. for 44 minutes <laughs> it's fine like you don't like people with adhd have got you've actually got to inform the dvla oh, that yeah. you've got adhd because they think you will be a danger which I want to write about because I think is atrocious because mm. lots of people are very stupid and the fact bad you failed drivers. five times has got <laughs> nothing to do with you. No, <laughs> it, is it? Yeah, I just happen to be stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I don't anymore, but I used to be in loads of ADHD forums online, and oh my god, they're awful. Maybe I'll talk about it another time. But the people so, are bad. Yeah. Um, the the dreams uh, at this point they're all in like they're all in England and they're all kind of like stealing money from each other and setting up companies and there's all it because there's like 11 of them in total mm. forming shell companies with each other and money's money's disappearing everywhere and they're all at each other's throats um but without unconfirmed all this money is going someplace and no one knows where it's going but right. tilly is running the show for the dreams now um anyway christine 
the um the one the one um who's being tortured um she's working in the kitchen the vegetarian kitchen of a popular cheese shop in oxford in oxford's covered market oh um, lovely yeah um <laughs> which is run by a bloke called robert puget um, french as well i don't think he is french i think he's uh, english because okay. there's some dialogue in here and i'm like i don't think he's french but if he is french he's been living in england a long time <laughs> okay um he was known around the town as baron bobby oh, he's a enough. he's a lovable chap okay he's yes. not a cockney but i might do him as i might sounds, do him as a cockney i'm sure he's fine but he sounds disgusting he does yeah. sound a bit he's like hello it's me baron bobby yeah come into my cheese shop yeah <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. to be honest. So anyway, he likes Christine. He's employed her and she's in the kitchen and he's a bit worried because um, she perpetually seems to be tired and have injuries mm. and she's a bit old for this job because she's like in uh, her 50s at this point, I think. Okay. Um, but he employs her on a trial shift and he finds her to be very attentive, very articulate, like very... Uh, focus oriented good attention yeah. she's detail. really yeah. good at the job yeah. uh, and he's impressed with her and also um, he enjoys speaking French with other French speakers so oh. wait a like, minute you said he, you didn't think he was French but I that, <laughs> I, I can't tell he can speak okay. French certainly okay. I think Fine. maybe he's like second he's, generation French okay. yep. um, but he can speak French okay. um, and anyway he's speaking to her um, and they kind of get on and he's like wait a minute she's way too posh to be working here um, you can tell from the language she uses because they, they speak like aristocrats. Because presumably it's yeah. exactly the same yeah. in France as it is in the UK. But bon And so these quotes come directly from an article in Vanity Fair by Michael Joseph Gross. Vanity Fair. Fucking yeah, bang, they bang mm, this article. Yeah. This guy, Michael Joseph Gross, is great and he becomes a character in the story. Oh. Uh, not much longer. I've only got okay. another bit no, to No, I mean, go. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, so he finds out, he asks her what's going on, like, where's your money? And she's quite ret- like reticent to tell him. And he's like, no, you just tell her. Just tell me what's going on. I'm, I'm not having this. And eventually she tells the whole story to wow. Baron Bobby. Um, and she's like, she says that she feels guilty that she can't remember these codes to these mm. bank accounts. Jesus fucking Christ, they've brainwashed yeah. her then, haven't they? And Bobby says to her, he says, I told her, you don't remember because there isn't any money. It's all bo- made up. Um, and then he's like, um, you've got to reach out to your son, Guillaume, because he's now a bad lad. Yeah. He's one of the baddies. Uh, she said that she was afraid to call because she thought the phone was bugged. Um, and she says to Bobby, uh, Bobby, be careful. You don't know. Tier Tilly is an all-powerful man. Ooh. So Bobby... Bobby is a... Well, actually, Bobby does not give a flying fuck. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, the quote goes, nonsense, <laughs> sniffed Pouget. He's just a little creep and dialed Gwillem's number. Oh, Bobby's really growing yeah, on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First you're like, he's like, oh, cheese. Horrible yeah, selling. Like, cheese man. Come yeah. work in my restaurant, old <laughs> the woman. The cheese baron. Yeah, the cheese baron of, of Oxford. Yeah. And it turns out he's the cheese baron of Oxford with a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Christine is on the phone to her son on speakerphone in his office so he can hear what's going on. And he's listening in and he's shocked at how rude William is to his own mother. Um, and he says that he told his mother in French that she was an older boy, a nightmare. And this is why I think that he might have been raised in England, is that he butts in because he will not stand for that rudeness. <laughs> it says, uh, oh, in, um, William says to his mother, mind your own business. Don't worry, things are in control. Just fucking leave me alone. Pouget thought this was very, very rude and interrupted saying, listen, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you speak to your mother like this? She's a kind lady. She's trying to contact you. Where are your manners and where is her money? Oh. So maybe it's French just... people would do that too, though. I yeah, they would. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I met Raymond Blanc and he was a prick, so I don't like, know. Le, t- le petit mère. Yeah. Is that how? Um, and then Guillaume's like, none of your business. <laughs> to which yeah. Bobby replies, I'm making it my fucking business. To which Guillaume replies, I don't have to speak to you. Pouget, ace card, says, you may not have to speak to me, but you will have to speak to the police. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, Pouget then provides some support for Christine and convinces her that she needs to get out of the country. And in fact, being in England, she's still under control. Mm. So he manages to get her in touch with one of her friends back in Paris. And a few days later, she meets her friend from France in London and they fly back to Paris and she's escaped the cult. And yes. she gets in touch with the lawyers and they come down and 
um, the arrest is put out for Thierry Tilly, who's eventually arrested in Amsterdam, I think, on like a business trip. Uh, and her lawyer, who comes in to help them, um, is a, an anti-cult specialist, and is like, oh yeah, it was definitely a cult, and he was brainwashing them. Um, so, Tilly himself ends up in prison for 10 years for kidnap, brutal treatment, extortion, and abuse of the Vidrin's family. Um, however, the jewels, paintings, monies, properties, and family photos and heirlooms are never, ever recovered to this oh. day. So they are now bereft. Um, oh, so, uh, I mean, like, if you sold all that shit, I mean, like... And no one, the thing is, no one knows where the money too. went as well. Mm, well, it went all to Tilly, didn't it? Exactly. Well, yes. well did oh, it. Did it, okay. So, Michael Gross. Michael, was it Michael Joseph Gross? Yeah, Michael Joseph Gross, mm -hmm. who wrote this article, couldn't leave it there. Like a good journalist. Yes, He was like, it. I'm going to tip off this and fucking do some investigative journalism. Yes. So, he pops off to France, or he might already be French. I don't know. Um, and he's like, why is no one trying to find down this Jacques Gonzalez? And it's not easy for him to do so because there are fucking tons of Jacques Gonzalez oh, really? in France. Yeah, it's a very That's common quite name. Because Gonzalez, you'd think of as a um, like Spanish, Spanish yeah. last name, and Jacques is obviously uh, French. French. Yeah. French. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's searching and he's like basically going through phone books and doing all the really boring shit that investigative journalists actually do. Uh, and then he manages to get to through someone and finds an address on a suitcase Ooh. that Guillaume owns that's addressed to go to Jacques Gonzalez, the president, the mystery man at the top wow. of this entire scheme. Um, so he goes to Paris and he finds this little house that's quite like in a, just an all right apartment. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, it's got a big, it says a big like JG on the door. And he's like, oh, that's garish. And he knocks on and the man opens and says yes and he's like oh that's weird like that's the same as someone in chicago and opening the door and saying we like they're in oh, paris yeah, yeah, why doesn't yeah, he answer him yeah. um and basically he invents him and he gets to talk to him and he denies knowledge of everything with a smile on his face so he's asking like do you know oh. who thierry uh telly is and he's like no no ideas like do you he's know grinning Gwim, the yeah time. and he's oh. smiling whacking his tits off Gross leaves thinking that he's got the wrong man. And he's like, well, you know, it, it could be a coincidence. He didn't seem to know anything, but he was acting real weird about it. But maybe he was just thought it was entertaining. Just, yeah, maybe he's just like, yeah. Six months later, the French authorities rest him and another man called Pascal. Um, and when they go into his flat, into um, Gonzalez's flat, they found 334,000 euros in cash. Um, numerous objects including lithographs watches of great value bottles of vintage wines an opulent wardrobe and he's also known to own a BMW 645 which I assume is a car um, <laughs> and another 86,000 euros stashed away in cash um, and him and his colleague were arrested wow um, the, the dreams never got their shit back it is like okay fine you sold the big old villa the chateau but like you probably should have kept the photos probably mm. <laughs> but i guess part of the control thing is it's just like let go of your old life yeah you like know, i think you don't need any of that the lawyer obviously they could put um cherry away but i think the lawyer's still working on the rest of the case because okay. they're basically brainwashed yeah. Uh, and some of them adopted back to regular life like was like oh cool I'm not part of a cult anymore I'll just yeah. continue being a French like oh I learned me yeah. that was weird <laughs> <laughs> um, but then some of them have like had real problems I think William or William in particular yeah. has really struggled not to be a cult head yeah because he was like I, I, I'm assuming he was kind of like in it his entire life basically like no no like they're um, all adults in this story no one is a child who grows up in it they, like the end of the story is like 2008 it's like, like oh, seven shit. years oh, that's, yeah. yeah so they're like fully grow I think Guillaume I don't have his age actually but um, he's gonna be I think he's in his, his, in his late 20s early 30s yeah. probably yeah. like he just bought into it he just drank the Kool-Aid but there you go that's that's the the, the dreams the virgins oh, that was really good that yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that I stumbled a lot. across that I was like whoa yeah. I mean they actually look that up now and, and like they should do a documentary shouldn't they they should I thought it would make a good film <laughs> um, but yeah you can read that was a very abridged version of Michael Joseph Gross's article Aristocrats and Demons on Vanity Fair nice use one of your your four 
three reads a month. Oh, is that how is that how it works? The Watcher was a Vanity Fair one, I think, as well. How did you good shit, Vanity yeah. Fair? Yeah. Vanity Fair's so good. So I thought they just did, like, so fashion good. stuff. Yeah, At the top of the article, they had a live video of... Um, Caramo from um, oh, yeah, love that guy. Queer Eye. Actually, he's not my favourite. Like, he's my least favourite Queer Eye. Oh, okay. Him yeah. and a woman I didn't recognise. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like him and a woman I didn't recognise interviewing like the great icons of the day oh. on the red carpet. And I was like, is this live? But it's a weird thing to have on the on the video. And I didn't have the sound on, but he looked like he was having a great time. Yeah, like good old-fashioned magazines have got loads of... Like, not old fashioned magazines, but like ones that have been going a long time. Established. Loads, yeah. Yeah. yeah, loads of good shit in them. Like, New the New, the U- the new, the new Yorker. New Yorker is good. The U Yorker. And even like Vogue, what people don't realize about Vogue is um, it has like big fat features. Like, I grew yeah. up on reading those. Like, I was obsessed with Vogue. Like, it'd be, it's kind of hilarious. Vogue does some really now, good political stuff, but I just mm. resent it as an institution. Yeah. What? Te- it's Teen Vogue that does the good political yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm. What article did I send you the other day that was from Playboy that you mocked me for sending? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I also read yeah. Playboy for the article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was about all, all female reboots, something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. It was quite a feminist article. It was a feminist article. Yeah. And I think you misunderstood my joke when I said it's by a woman, therefore can't be sexist. No, I did. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, right, I, fair I, enough. I was yeah. playing along with it. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good article. Oh, yeah, I can't sorry, remember I, any of it. Uh, I thought we were just doing banter and you obviously thought I was criticising you. I yeah. apologise. Well, I just thought, well, actually what I thought was I was like, oh, have I miscalculated <laughs> oh, no. sending uh, an no, article about it. feminism no, from Playboy? No, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Uh, should we do correction? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there are many this week. There's, There's probably actually loads in mine. I but you just there weren't any in yours, I would think. Yeah. I mean, if you read the full article, you might be like, oh, you've misremembered that. Oh. But let's not, let's not <laughs> bother. <laughs> you got the, the um, spirit of the story. Yeah, that's true. The uh, so only one species of turtle, the Australian white-throated snapping turtle, can breathe through its butt. Apparently it can get <gasps> <laughs> almost 70%, 70% of its oxygen through its anus. Sadly, it is... <laughs> An endangered species, so we won't be able to say that for long. It'll be dead in like five years, which is why I was happy for it to be fact checked. (gasps) Yeah, I knew it was true, so I wasn't going to fact check it. Yeah, just needed to know. Yeah, Um, and then just a confirmation that Bordeaux is a a southwestern southwestern. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Well done, me remembering the thing that was written down in the article I read. (laughs) Yes. That was really good. I feel quite pleased with that, actually. Happy. Um, Yes. Right. Let's do some things at the end. Uh, Oh, vampire update. We didn't do the vampire update. Oh, that's like my theme tune. Oh, my God. Shut up. It's like a news bulletin noise. Forget it. Sorry. Um We've we've got some new followers on on the Twitter account. Although I haven't been, so I'm guessing it's the listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't been, I haven't tweeted since last week. So I need to really, I need to get someone to do the tweets. A DM's open. Yeah, cool. Because if I if check the DMs, if actually. they're listeners and they know what the deal is, they could DM us just yeah. to be like, I'm in on this joke. Yeah. Yeah. Let me check the DMs now while we're here because I have it. I have it open on TweetDeck, but I don't have the DMs for that because I was like, oh, it's a waste of a column. Cause DM stands for direct message, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. I um, checked my DM request this morning to see a request mm. from a guy who wanted <laughs> to be my sugar daddy. Oh. Yeah, did you not see that? Put it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw it. Because yeah. I meant to ask you if that was like genuinely just direct to you or like an internet thing. No, that was to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, didn't I got it be Wednesday my sugar morning. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> got it Wednesday morning, but I don't get like DM request notifications. Yeah, no, not yeah. like, mm. not not to come off as rude it was that a bot or is that a real human who sent you that that? i think some of it i've got a few like yeah do your research you know what i mean like yeah yeah, i mean i suppose you know it says queer that's maybe maybe i was misleading him by not outright saying lesbian (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, no don't blame yourself But then I was like bantering about it with Ben, shout out to Ben. And I was like, why am I acting like I can afford to turn down a sugar daddy? (laughs) Yeah, I'd love that, I think. No, I wouldn't be a good sugar baby because I get fed up and then I I wouldn't be that nice to them. Mm. Um, 
depends yeah it depends what i have to do in return if i have to do the bare minimum fair enough what if it's sex um, I, I mean that seems like too much work on their part. Like they've got to come all the way here. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you can't be that. Men do for... do things like that. That's <laughs> true. Surely we are insane as a sex. There must be at least one woman in the actual city in which you live, though, who will willingly have sex with you. Like yeah. at least one. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the bar is so low. Yeah, like yeah. I re- like. The, the I, I agree there probably is at least one woman in every city that would have sex with at least one other man <laughs> and everyone could possibly pair up but the bar is so low and men are still missing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, so, true. what have sex with him if you just wash like yeah. that's literally <laughs> all it takes have a shower and don't be a sexist yeah. and then um i'm good yeah just put your put your mattress on an actual bed for him <laughs> yeah oh whoa that's a treat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um right so yeah oh yeah vampire update there is no update basically mm-hmm. we've got some new followers i'm gonna maybe try and get someone else to do the tweets because i just do not have time for yeah doing the tweets you should yeah. get a vampire into yeah that sounded like a different you, thing if you, but <laughs> yeah, you want to be if you want to be the vampire intern and manage the whole vampire campaign get in touch um you can do it remotely should we say we can yeah we can say yeah as long as you committed that's the biggest problem with rem- we've tried doing remote interns before and it hasn't worked out and it's lack of commitment they can no if they schedule tips. things via tweet deck or something we mm. should be able to make sure it's fine before yeah it goes we can up. check them before they go yeah up. yeah mm-hmm. um cool and Wait, they should follow us yes headingly quest on yes. twitter uh yeah at at headingly quest yes. yeah um, sometimes it doesn't come up immediately in searches if you search Headingly Questioner, but at Headingly Quest will take you to the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about our social media? Our social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Here's a Crazy Story or on the rest of the social media at The Overtake. Um, please contribute to our Patreon. I think you can, what did we say you can do it from? Like, it's 57p a week. It's like, but it turns that, out like 63p. Like 63p yeah. a week, which I think most people can stretch you to. You can even buy a Greg Sausage Glove for that. I think I'll probably hoover that up each week. Yeah. 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 And so do you. So yeah. just give it to us instead. <laughs> yeah. It, it, mean, it means a lot to us. All our patrons mean a lot to us. We know who they are. We talk about them fondly in the mm. office. They're all beautiful, beautiful and people. We're Humans. quite close to being able to cover rent. Yes, which, which is, is very exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah, and like not just—it's actually not just rent; it's rent plus the other costs. If, if we if we get to five hundred Patreons, I can leave my sugar daddy. Like that's it. Oh now. yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, poor um. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that's it. Should we say thank you to producer Jada? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was so relaxing. It was. I was oh. going to risk saying like. Grazie, but then I uh, would oh, just get mocked. felt so. embarrassed. Is that thank yeah, you? Like, I guess it is. Yeah. yeah, it was close to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. It's not, not gra- grazie. It's, it's like grazie. Grazie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grazie. I think (laughs) I think maybe the part of (laughs) Italy. I I think maybe the part of Italy you're from. All the words just trail off at the end. It's like grazie, (laughs) Jada, Aurelia. Could be be that you don't actually really know Italian, Rick. Mm, No, Um, I've 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 forgotten more Italian than most English people have learned. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Um, and Annika Vadical, who does our social media, who's sick today, which is great. She's sick today? Wow. She's an inspiration. It's just like one of those kids that's just really good on social um, media. Feel um, better. Yeah, no, she, she's she's not going to listen to this, but no. Feel better I think anyway. she does listen, actually. After We said that a few weeks ago that we didn't think she listened. I think she does. Oh, did Correction. she call you out she on listens. it? No, she didn't call me out on it, but I nice remembered after we'd said that that she has talked about episodes that she's listened to. Oh, cool. So I don't think she always listens immediately, like as soon as it arrives in her on her app. Which is why we do have to tell her what they're going to be about when, you know, the pictures, what mm-hmm. they're going to be about. So, yeah. Cool. So she'll hear this in three weeks when she's already feeling better. Yeah. yeah I wish you well. <laughs> yeah. She probably won't even remember. I think maybe you wishing her better is what's made her better in the future. Uh, <gasps> well, spoke it into existence. He did. Yeah. Well, if she dies now, we're going to feel all right. <laughs> yeah. We'll just edit it out. <laughs> 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 um... Cool. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. Bon nuit.
That's good night, you friend. What's good night in Italian, Jack? Oh, hang on. Buona notte. Buona notte. Because if anyone's not going to give me that one. <laughs> okay. Um, podcast over. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>